Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. When a person understands the truth of how God has worked through history, their whole view on life is enriched with meaning, purpose, inspiration, and power. Let's listen to Matt Reister, director of the Christian Crusaders in the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to delve into an amazing story about these two twin brothers, Esau and Jacob, who were born to Isaac. Now, Isaac has survived the sacrifice thing with his father, Abraham, that Steve talked about in his devotion yesterday. He's grown up. He's married to Rebecca, his wife, and she's been told that she's pregnant with two. She has two nations in her womb, and it's these two sons who will eventually diverge and go completely different directions that cascade down through history, maybe even to today. And uh, so it's time for these two to be born. And Esau comes out, and the Bible says he's red. This is uh, Genesis 25, verses 24 and following. And Esau is red and hairy. And so he gets the name Esau, which means hairy. And Jacob comes out after him. And Jacob is actually holding on to Esau's heel through the delivery canal. And so Jacob gets the name Jacob, which means to follow, but it also means to supplant or to replace. And we're going to see how Jacob supplants Esau. He replaces Esau. Even though Jacob is the second born, he's going to get the treatment of the firstborn. And it's fascinating. So it starts out, uh, the Bible says uh, that that Jacob was a quiet man dwelling in tents, but Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. And Isaac, his dad, loved Esau because he ate of his game, but Rebekah, his mom, loved Jacob. So you got this story shaping up. So they grow up a little bit. One time Jacob is cooking stew at home, as you might imagine, and Esau is out hunting and he's exhausted, and he comes home, and he's starving, and he says, Jacob, let me have some of that stew that you made. And Jacob says, well, that's not going to happen unless you sell me your birthright, that what came from him being the firstborn. Jake Esau is thinking, well, I'm starving, and what's that birthright's value to me? I mean, who cares about that? I need food right now. And so in a moment of weakness, Jacob exploits his brother and takes his birthright. That's step one of supplanting Esau. Step two, he's Fast forward to Genesis 27, and Isaac, their dad, is about to die. He's old. His eyes are dim. He can't see well. And so he calls Esau to him and says, uh, I don't know when I'm going to die, but go get some game and prepare some food for me uh, that I love that we can eat, and then I want to bless you. And this isn't just any blessing, but this is the blessing that's handed down from Abraham now to Isaac, and then it'll go to the next generation and on down, which is eventually going to bring about the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And so Rebecca overhears this, that Isaac is pulling Esau in for the blessing, and she wants Jacob to have the blessing instead of Esau. And so she calls Jacob and says, hey, go get a couple goats. I'm going to fix up a really nice meal like your dad likes. And they're planning to give Esau this blessing, but I want you to have it. And so we're going to set it up so that you act like you're Esau. You go in there, you get the blessing, and it'll be great. Well, Jacob says, well, he'll never believe that I'm Esau. I mean, my, my skin is fair and smooth and his is hairy. She says, we'll put some goat skin on your arms. We'll put some goat skin on the smooth parts of your neck. And you're going to go in there and you're just going to fake this thing. Obviously, I'm paraphrasing. And so that's exactly what happens. Jacob goes in there. He says he's Esau. Isaac gives him the blessing. Shortly after that, Esau comes in and finds out that Jacob has stolen, has replaced, has supplanted him again and taken the blessing, and he is irate. And like I said at the beginning, this division between Jacob and Esau will cascade down through the generations. They're going to go complete, completely separate ways. They and their people are going to be against each other. 
You could even argue today that we're seeing evidence of that still today in some ways. Won't get into that right now. But the bottom line is Jacob gets the blessing and Esau does not. And so what's going on here? And, and I think there are several things going on, but one thing that we can learn from this, if you haven't noticed yet, the, the heir apparent, the, the one who should be getting the blessing in these cases, the firstborn was Ishmael, right? That was Abraham's firstborn. He didn't get the blessing, but Isaac did, his secondborn. Esau, the firstborn, doesn't get the blessing, but Jacob, the secondborn, does. And so you see this thing where God is starting to use the less likely of the options. And as we see this family line progress, you're going to see even more dysfunction than what we've already seen. We've seen affairs. We've seen uh, adultery. We've seen lying and deception. We're going to see uh, prostitutes. We're going to see polygamy. We're going to see intermarriage. We're going to see murder. We're going to see all kinds of nonsense. And this is the line that God is going to use to bring Christ to the world. I think one of the reasons for that is is it just makes it obvious that if men were inventing this, you would never do it this way. So it's got to be obvious that only God could bring the Messiah out of this mess. One of the reasons that's good news for us is because we're a mess. You're a mess and I'm a mess. And God can bring about some amazing spiritual fruit through us by redeeming us through faith in Christ and then using us for his work in this world. So this should be extremely encouraging to us. And one more thing I want to leave you with, you can look at this on your own. If you flip to Romans 9, it'll blow your hair back because it's going to refer to Jacob and Esau, and it's going to show us a glimpse of God's character. And part of God's character is that he is sovereign. He's in control, and he can do what he wants. He's not obligated to go with the firstborn son. He can do what he wants. And it's important for us to understand that because sometimes we want to act like God is this little genie in our pocket that we can pull out when we need him and kind of put him back when we don't. He's safe. He's manageable. He is not. He is sovereign, and he's big, and he can do what he wants, and that's very, very good. Praise God for the fact that he's that way. Lord, thank you for your word. Help us to trust it. Help us to build our lives around it. Help us to, even though we're broken and messed up, be used by you for great things for your name. Amen. Daily Dose is a partnership between three ministries. The first partnering ministry is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services on various radio stations at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear other engaging interviews with Christians who have inspiring stories or insights to share right here on the CC Podcast. The second partnering ministry is Fresh Wind Worship, where typically they host a weekly worship service at 10.30 a.m., in the Diamond Event Center in Jorgensen Plaza at Western Home Communities. But for now, their services will be available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. The third partnering ministry is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose 2019 conference messages are available in video format on their website, cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And don't forget to mark your calendar for this year's conference, the 99th Annual, Saturday, July 25th through Saturday, August 1st. If this podcast is a blessing to you, please subscribe to it, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of the ministries mentioned above. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.